Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. How many have been liking this series? Been good, ain't it? We're hanging there and say, oh, now great. Everybody that knows what James 1 says is getting nervous. And oh, no, preacher, don't go there. James chapter 1, I want, you to, I want you to absorb this because we were talking about this series, Connect the Dots, and Connect the Dots is all about me getting from where I am to where I want to go. Amen? I'm going to give you a minute, let the ushers kind of serve you. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it in the King James, and then we're going to read it in the message, but you can leave the message up there. Amen? Everybody doing good? You ready? You guys doing good? You smiling? I don't know. You don't know that you're smiling. You guys got to smile. You know, the word of God goes down easier when you smile. It does. Somebody's like, I had a fight. How many of you fight on the way to church? You ever fight on the way to church? Ain't that cool? No. <laughs> you ever fight on the way to church? Y'all don't do that? We used to do it real good back in the day, you know, like going to church. I'm like, come on. Be yelling. Like, then you got to preach. You're like, praise God. Jesus, anoint me. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't fight no more in the church. Somebody's like, how'd you stop fighting? Drive by yourself. <laughs> Make her go early. Now, I don't argue. We used to argue. We used to argue about all that stuff. You'd be like, come on, you're late. <laughs> Remember you had diaper bags and all that? Some of you still got it. God bless all you people with the babies. God bless the diaper bag. Hallelujah. You got the bag. And I'm like, oh, my God. You got like 9,000 things, strollers. Those, man, Jesus. Got it. You're late, right? And they always make you late. They're never on time. I'm like ready to go. I'm like, let's go. Somebody's curling their hair. And now the little ones are curling their hair. I'm like, I, I'm done with this mess. Just be ready to go. You ever been there? All the guys know what I feel. I'm saying it. Don't, don't say You're going to get in trouble. So just look straight ahead and go, yes, dear. Yes, dear. So I can say it for you. Amen. So, so I said, all right, so smile, man. We're gonna, we're gonna, hey, we're going to be here 40 minutes anyway. We might as well enjoy yourself. Hey, you ready? Yeah, it's gonna, we got to get in this thing, amen? So you ready to go? James chapter 1, this is what I've been talking about. Here's what we got to learn. We're going from here to here. Everybody in here is going from one place to another place in life, and you need faith. And the cool thing about faith is this, with this connected dots, I'm trying to get this thing to work where you could see that anything you do in life, in God, you got to understand the principles of how the kingdom works. James chapter 1, oh, you want to, yeah, let's do it in King James. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into what? Diverse temptations. Well, this is great. Tests and trials. Everybody say tests and trials. That's what temptations are. Tests and trials. Well, ain't nobody likes tests and trials. Ain't a person in the world like that. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works what? Patience. Now, that's what we're going to talk about today. Faith and, everybody say this, faith and patience work together for good for me. Faith and patience. Isn't that wild? They're power twins. Faith and patience. Now, patience is a really crazy fruit to have to grow because it's pretty much agonizing growing it. Because patience, now you got to get this, patience can only grow in tribulation. So patience doesn't really grow without pressure. So how are you going to grow something without pressure but you don't like pressure. So let's not waste the opportunities of pressure 
because pressure is going to help me grow. Is that okay? Look what it says here. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works. Patience. Okay, verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that you be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. The next verse is kind of cool too. If any of you lack wisdom, ask God. He gives to everybody liberally. Isn't that cool? Look what it says in the Message Bible. Really cool. We got it up there for you so you can see it. I think it's really neat. You're going to like it. We'll start with verse 2 like we did. I think one of the things we've got to realize about the Word of God and understand is this, is that sometimes it just reads a little better. Hey, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Great. Now listen, here's what you got to understand. Patience perfects faith. Faith has to be perfected. Why? It does not respond without perfection. I don't know why. I'm not God. But he said this, it'll make you complete, entire, wanting nothing. That means you don't change with circumstances you change the circumstances. You don't change with circumstances, but you change the circumstances. That means the circumstances don't change you, you change the circumstances. Because I'm not going to get weary in whatever I'm in. Watch this. A sheer gift, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides, know what? You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Go back. I'm going to go real slow. You guys are getting this. It's kind of a cool read, ain't it? Kind of, it's kind of tough, though, isn't it? Okay, so check this out. Now, God doesn't bring it, but he's going to use it. He don't bring the test. He's not testing with evil. But what he does is this. Life's going to bring its own test because you got faith. Is that okay? And look what it says. Consider it a sheer gift when your tests and challenges come from all sides. What? Notice your faith. Know that your faith under pressure or what? Your faith life is what? Forced into the open and shows its true colors. Here's the deal. Without tests and trials, we don't know what you believe. We have no idea what you believe until a test and trial shows up because the test and trial reveals what you really believe. My faith life gets exposed when the trials and tests of life show up. Whether I'm, whether I'm in it or not, or where I need to be. No, I, this is so good. This is bad, but it's good. What? It shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. <laughs> What's the first thing you do you get in a testing trial? Get me out of here. Come on, guys. Remember you got married? Come on. Hey, yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> Come on, right? Is it, when does this end? <laughs> Not the marriage. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I, I, how long? How patient do I have to be? <laughs> I was gonna go sit down. You understand what I mean? You know exactly what I mean. You're in this thing, and now you. Oh, it's gonna be great. Sixteen years later, it ain't. It ain't even good. You're just hanging on, patiently enduring, till your promise comes to pass. I'm not trying to be negative. Understand what I'm saying here. You're going to be in pressure situations for life so you can build the character you need for life. So you better master this stuff quick because here's the thing. When it shows up, you got to pass the test. 
Otherwise, we've got to go through the process over and over and over and over. And guess what? I'm tired of taking tests. Remember when you left school? Let me explain to you. I'll give you my quick little journey, okay? I go to school, right? I go to school like you go to school. How many of you were not the best student in school? Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. I went to school. I didn't like school. It was boring. I wanted to look out the window. So I barely got out of school. Why did you barely get out of school? They were boring. I didn't want to read the goofy books. I didn't really care. What I liked, I did great in. What I did not like, I did not excel in. I got out. Praise the Lord. I did okay. I made money. I'm okay. Right? I'm in it. Guess what happens next? I got to go to Bible school. Well, guess what? They got at Bible school. They got books, and we got to take tests. And you know, I never realized how much I hated school until I went back to school. How many of you know what I'm talking about? All you went to back to school. Remember all you people got out of school, and then you say, I'm going to better myself, and you went back to school? How miserable was that day? Can I get an amen? When you got to start reading books and people telling you what to do, and you got to study for this, and you got to do that. And how many you know, now I got a test. How many of you like do, studying for the test? Don't lie. Okay, there's like three bookworms in here. You love it. Oh, I love everything about it. Good. Then take my test for me the rest of my life. Okay, next. Go. I don't want to do this over. If we're going to study and do it, let's get it right. Let's do the best we can. No, no I don't want to. I'm just going to say what I want to say. You can't say what you want to say. You can't do what you want to do. You got to pass the faith test. But here's the thing. Your life is, for, your faith is forced into the open when trials show up. So don't try to get out prematurely. Why? Let it do its work so you become mature and well developed. Oh, so these tests and trials of life are developing me. Isn't this wonderful? Where do you sign up for this? There's a sign-up sheet in the back for tests and trials. Sign up. First 30 people. It's going to be great. Nobody signs up for this. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants to develop this. I don't need you. That's why. So you don't become deficient in any way. Keep going. Watch this. Check this out. Hey, if you don't know what you're doing, I love this. Hey, if you don't know what you're doing, pray to God. He loves to help you. He'll help you. He'll give you help. <laughs> I love that. God, if you don't know what you're doing, ask God. He'll help you. What's God going to tell you? I know exactly what he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you what? You got to go through it. Why do you got to go through it? Because you got to grow. You got to keep growing because if you don't keep growing, you won't grow at all in any of this stuff. It's a fruit. Everybody say it's a fruit. Patience is a fruit. Keep going. Watch this. You got to know this, right? God's not, God's not against you. Okay? Ask boldly. Believe God. Hey, watch this. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't worry. He come, he's going to be true on what he said. He's God, amen? Keep going. I think that might be the end of it. Right? There's a, don't you? <laughs> Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way. A drifted sea keeping all your options open. You got to be sure in this thing. You can't be vacillating all over the joint. Are you with me? So everybody say this. Look at your neighbor say, you're going to have to pass the test. You're gonna ne look at your other neighbor. Trials are coming. Oh, that's great, right? Great confession. Everybody's like, tell me I'm going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful because after you get through, you're going to come out on top. Watch this, okay? Here's very important things to look at. Can I give you this? Faith comes under pressure. And look, go, go, to, yeah, go to 13. Look at this. Watch this. This is so good. Watch. The temptation, watch this. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us. We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing, flared up of our own lust. Watch this. is so good. Now, what's that mean? Don't go after what you're not supposed to go after. Is that okay? 
And lust of the flesh isn't just like sensual desires. It's this, don't get in the flesh. You know what I mean by get in the flesh? Don't get in the flesh. Is that okay? Don't get in the flesh. Because when you get in the flesh, you're going to open your mouth. You open your mouth, you're going to undo the thing. Don't get in the flesh. See, watch this. When lust, this is so good. Seducing, flared up of your own lust. Flare up. <laughs> I know what I'm going to say. That's why I'm laughing. Lust. <laughs> this is so good. Listen, lust gets pregnant and has a baby. And the baby is sin. And sin grows up into adulthood and becomes a real killer. Somebody said, I thought that was my kid. No, that wasn't your kid. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? I'm being serious, right? Sin, sin is of the heart, man. And you give birth to this mess, and now you got to deal with this thing in adulthood. What am I trying to tell you? Don't go after something you ain't supposed to go after and leave it alone. Don't get carnal. Everybody say this. It's a fruit of the Spirit. That means it's got to grow. Now, I told them in the morning service, if there's any reward to patience in traffic, I don't really need it. <laughs> like, if God would have said, if you're patient in traffic, you will get the reward of such and such, then I'd have to be obedient. But God never said that, so that's on him, so I could be mad in traffic. Hallelujah. Amen. That's good. He didn't say be nice in traffic, you get a reward in heaven, so I could be yelling at the cars in front of me. But I got to develop patience. So here's my question. How do you develop patience? It's in the waiting time. Now, here's the cool part. It's not just in the waiting time. It's how I respond and react and act in the waiting time. Because it truly is impatience if I'm complaining all the while while I'm waiting. You ever, you ever go do that? You ever get blessed and then you complaining all the while while you're there? Oh, man, I, I got to change my mouth. I got to do. Oh, I start changing. I, I get to do. You know what I mean? You ever, you ever do that? You ever get something that was good and you, oh, I got to go. I got to go. Like, you might, I don't know. You got to go to Orlando or something. Crazy. My God, we got to go to Orlando. <laughs> Fight the traffic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, come on. You know what I mean. You going to dinner somewhere or something. You going to somewhere nice. You complain. I said this. Some of you people complain all day long with free tickets to Disneyland and Mickey's the tour guide. And you complain the whole thing. Shut your mouth. Don't go. Complain about hot, so hot here, traffic. Rah, 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 rah. No, that ain't patience. You see it? It's not about, it's about how I wait, not if I'm waiting. What's my response in the way? Ain't this a good sermon? Praise God. I'm surprised you came today. <laughs> Come on, you understand what I'm saying? I don't want to develop this. No one wants to develop this. You have to develop patience because if you don't develop patience, you become immature. And when it comes to the promises of God, you got to have patience. Because the Bible said faith and patience work together. Okay, look. Here, did you see that? Did you like that? Don't give up. Where was that scripture? I don't even know where it was. 15? Was that 13? Did we even read 13? I don't know what we read. I don't know where I am. Second is, uh, don't let anyone under pressure give in the evil and say, yeah, God is trying me. God is impervious to evil. Is that it? You find that? Yeah, let's find it in the, let's find it in the, um, let, let's find it in the message. You got that? Through 18. You got to see this, okay? The temptation to give in the evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's the one that says, don't let anyone under pressure give in the evil say, God is trying to trip me up. Is that two? No, that's got to be it. Yeah, there it is, 13. You got it. Don't let anyone under pressure, you see it? 
Don't let anyone give in the evil and say, God is trying to trip me up. God ain't tripping nobody up. God is impervious to evil or what? He puts what? Evil in no one's way. Ain't that cool? Keep going. Watch this. This gets better. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us. We have no one to blame but who? We get in that thing here, right? Seducing flare-up of lust and gets pregnant and we see sin. Keep going. Watch this. And it becomes a real killer. Go. I think I got that. So, I, so what? So my very dear friends, don't get thrown off course. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. Stay the course. Heaven's got a reward. Say the course, heaven's got a reward. Now watch this. Check this out. You ready for this? Go with me over here. This is going to help you see this, right? Because some of this stuff isn't easy to handle, but it, it's the truth. Watch this. Go to Luke, Luke 8.15. The fruit of patience produces seeds in your life. Let me show you this, right? Now how many, I know you just said like, oh, God, let's get excited. This guy's going to talk about patience all day. But I'm going to show you why it's important. But what, what good ground, they which are an honest, good apart, what, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. They're going to have patience. So let me show you why you got to have patience. Everybody look at me because I'm going to wrap this thing up. Come on, get this. So why do I need patience? Because if I don't respond in patience in the testing, I failed the test and got to take it all over again. Did you get that? So here's what happens. I'm, in, I'm, I'm building up to a climactic moment in life, and patience is going to have to prevail. Now I'm going to be stuck in situations. You've all been in here. Right now, it comes to a head, and I've got to say something, and what I say in this next very moment is going to show whether, because well, my faith's got to be open and exposed, and now the next thing that comes out of my mouth in this situation is going to show whether I have patience in this area, because faith and patience inherit promises. So it's critical that in the moment when patience is supposed to be developed. See, listen, Abraham and Sarah were believing God for a promise. Okay? Abraham and Sarah. Remember the story? And what happened? Abraham and Sarah got tired of waiting. And Abraham and Sarah said, this is taking too long. And she had a bright idea. Go into Hagar, the handmaiden. I got a great idea. I'm so tired of waiting for something to happen. I'm going to make something happen. And Ishmael came out of making something happen. And you're still fighting that demon today. Hello? You with me? Hello? Did you get what I said? Now you're going to deal with, you understand what happened was what? We want it now. You can't get it now. See, in patience, you got to be able to make the right decision. Hello? Now what do you got? Now you got to wait. The blessing might take more time, but you can't make wrong decisions in pressure moments because the moment reveals itself once maybe in a lifetime. So what am I saying? You got to be patient to stay the course and make the right decision. So right now, you know what I say? Husbands and wives, don't say nothing about a matter until you talk about it. Something shows up, what we say in the next five minutes is going to determine whether we're going to start this whole process all over again. Hush your mouth. Don't say nothing yet. You don't want to hear me because you ain't, you ain't at this level of faith yet and you're thinking. You better get there. You don't think it's that critical? It's critical, man. I know you hear me. You understand what I'm saying? You better really hear me. Well, I want to say what I want to say. You better shut your mouth. You might derail our destiny with your big mouth. Single people don't look. you even more responsible because you ain't got nobody but your mouth to keep on it. You got more stuff you got to do. Married people, at least you could get away with saying, it's the woman you gave me, God. <laughs> Come on. 
You know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, I'm going to say what I want to say. You better hush your mouth. You might have been waiting for a promise for 16 years, and you're going to undo it with your mouth? No way. I, what can we say about a matter? The church, what can we say about a matter? The lands, what can we say about a matter? Your money, what can we say about a matter? This marriage, what do we say about a matter? These kids, what do we say about a matter? Don't you just say what you want to say. Don't say. No way. I've been waiting too long for this promise. I've been believing God on this promise. I ain't going to just say what I feel like saying. Look, I'm going to go slow. Okay? It's serious. If patience has not been perfected, patience unperfected in an area could mess my faith up. That's dangerous. Remember? Go, go, go here with me. You all right? Here, did you, get, did you get that? Are you seeing why I'm all into this? Are you pulling it? You want me to show it to you? All right. Let me, let me go here. Go, go to Hebrews 6 and 10. I'm going to hop around. You okay with this? You pulling it in? Give me like 15 minutes. I'll get you out of here. Come on. I'll seriously, I'll get you out. Come on. Because you can't take too much. I'm like intense. You know what the problem is? I shouldn't come on the platform. I, shouldn't, I should stay on the platform. But I, I, I don't. Because I'll pick up. See, here's the problem. See, if I stay on the platform, they probably, they, they think they force me. They want me to stay on the platform because of the lights. But it has nothing to do with the lights. They don't even realize that. Because when I'm in the atmosphere, you pull harder when I'm near you. Because I pick up where you're at. If I stay on the platform, I won't preach the same sermon. That's why I don't want to stay on the platform. Because the further away I am from you, the less I could pick up on you. The closer I get to you, the more I can read your head. So the closer I get to you, I just your pull, your pull makes me preach. That's the difference of a scripted thing or another thing. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So that's why getting close to you don't bother me. Because I like it. I like it. Because I don't know if I'm up there, I'm talking to myself sometimes. For God isn't, now get this, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you show towards him in his name that he's ministered in the saints. Okay, I got it. Now, you getting this? Come on, you only got to pay attention. Ten more minutes, you can pull this thing in. I got to watch my mouth. Everybody say, look at your neighbor, say, watch your mouth. Look at your neighbor, say, watch your mouth. Don't just say what you want to say. I'm mad. Go take a walk on the beach. Don't be talking to nobody but God, you mad. You might mess up your destiny. And we desire that every one of you show the same diligence, the full assurance of the hope until the end. You say, yay. Go, that you be what? Not slothful, but followers. Stop right here. Followers of them through and inherit the promises. Whoa, 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 stop. Faith and inherit promises. Now, wait a minute. He didn't just say faith. He said you got to have faith in and patience. He, Abraham was talking here. Why you got to have patience? Because I don't know when this joker is going to show up, but if I got patience, I don't care what time says. Time don't mean nothing. Brother Norville said this a long time ago. He said, time, faith doesn't wear a watch. God has no clock. <laughs> he said, God ain't got no watch. Lose the clock, man. When you lose the clock, Kenneth Hagin said this. He said, when you're willing to stand forever, you won't have to stand very long. <laughs> oh, time, take it out the way. Time's on your side. It's not against you. Now stay there, right? What, you got that? I heard promises. Now keep going. 13. Watch this. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. God, Jesus, made a covenant that's perfect. Man had nothing to do with it. Hebrews talks about that. It's a perfect covenant. Stop right here. How come I can have faith and patience? Don't ever forget this. Because they're God's promises and he don't lie. Well, who lies? Most of the people you know, 
and you lie to yourself more than anybody. So now we got a problem because you don't even believe what you say to yourself because nobody's lied to you more than you. We've been here before, right? Okay, so what do we do? We believe God. Numbers 23, 19. Is God a man that he should lie? Is he the son of God and he needs to repent? No. Did he not say it? Won't he do it? Has he declared the thing? It's coming to pass. You see it? God don't lie. So God and Jesus made a deal. This is perfect. You can't screw this up. The only way you mess it up, you quit on it. So don't quit on it. Faith's going to roll back the clouds and see what you're doing. What are you doing? Praise the Lord. See, my response means a lot. Because that's what it shows me where my faith, Abraham against hope, believed in hope. That's Romans 4. He what? And considering now his body not dead, the deadness of Sarah's room, and his body now not able to produce, he still gave glory to God. He kept his mouth right. Showing, surely I will bless thee and multiply, I will multiply thee. Great, keep going. Here we go. And so after he had, he what? Okay, I gave you this before, right? But you guys weren't here. Some of you weren't. Go look at 612. Faith and patience. Faith and patience. 15. Patient endurance. My kids are going to get an inheritance when I'm dead. That's when you obtain it. So inheritance don't mean jack. That's what's just laid up. You got to patiently endure till you get it. <laughs> you went over your head. It did it at 9 o'clock. It's going to do it at 10. It's okay. I'm coming back to your head. I love your head. I work on your head. Faith and patience inherits. I didn't leave my kids in inheritance, but they ain't getting it until I'm in the ground. Patient endurance obtains it. Stuff that's been inherited to you is in that book. When you find it, it becomes qualified for your life. But the only way you get it is you patiently endure to obtain. I got to have patient endurance. How long is patience endurance? What do I know and what do I care? I don't care. He said I can get it. You see it? And patient endurance obtains promises. Inheritance is what's been bequeathed to you, given to you. But guess what? Patiently enduring obtains it. That means I can have it tangible. You see it? So what do I do? I got to learn patience. Patience has its perfect work. Look at Romans 5 and 1. You okay? Come on, give me nine minutes. Patience has, everybody say patience, has its perfect work, but it's birthed in tribulation. Nobody wants to hear that, but that's where it works. Let me ask you a question. You take a fish out of water, what happens? It dies. You take tribulation out of patience, it don't work because it doesn't work there because it's easy. What do you got to have hope for if something's in your hand? You don't have hope for stuff that's in your hand. You don't need hope. I got it. I got it. I don't need faith for what's in my hand. I got it. I got it. Where's patience birth? In tribulation. But when tribulation comes, I want to get out, but I got to stay in long enough to perfect my faith. God looks down from heaven and says, what you going to say now, preacher boy? God, I believe you. I believe you. I believe. I don't know what's going on, but I believe you anyway. Look at here. Watch this, right? Um, uh, yeah, you want to start with, let's start with King James. Can you do that? I don't even know. Did we even use the message over there? We probably did. Was it good? All right, well, let's use it. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, 
Set us right with him. Make us fit for him. We all have what? We're all together with God. Beautiful. Go. Watch this. He's the master, Jesus. That's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover the same moment what? He already thrown open his doors to us. We find ourselves standing there always, hoped we might stand. Right? We're there. Wide open. Spaces of God's grace and glory. Yeah, that's right. We kept going there. Standing tall and shouting our praise. Keep going. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles. Now, wait a minute. We shout our praise. We shout our praise. Why are we shouting praise? Now, we ain't shouting praise because we got trouble. We're shouting praise because we got victory. We got victory over trouble. Amen? So you don't get happy about the problems. People say, we well, you don't get excited. I ain't happy about the problems. I'm happy that I got the problem solver living in me. Any situation could change when you understand the problem solver is living within. Now, let me tell you something right here now. This is what happens. You can't get prideful to the problem solver. You got to do it his way. Does that make sense? Here's what happens. Let me show you how I do it. I know the answer usually before I get in there. But sometimes I don't want to do the answer. I want to do what I want to do. I prolong my way out because I don't want to change. Promises force you to spiritually grow up. That's why people don't want to do this no more. You want to know why people don't want to go to church and hear about promises? Because they don't want to stand the change factor. So just tell me how good God is and how it's going to be great one day, but I don't want to believe God for nothing. Because if I start believing God for something, I got to change, and I don't need it that bad. <laughs> He's a master. God is a master. Let me tell you something about Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is a master, a master at motivating you when you don't even know he's motivating you. But I'm going to say what I want to say, not if you want to promise out of that book. Now my mouth got cleared up, not by force, but by choice. And this is where people go, well, I don't, I don't know if I want it that bad enough. He said, well, you should want it that bad enough. Otherwise, you just stay status quo Christianity. But if you want it, it costs you something. It costs you your own will. I ain't going to church. Joker want me in church. This guy wants me at the 9. He wants me to stay at the 10.30. He wants me to come on Wednesday, go to Bible school. I ain't that committed. I don't want to do all that. You don't, it's okay, but if you want it, you got to learn it and come get it. You see what I'm saying? It's a demand for you to change. Not because I put it on you or God demanded out of you for acceptance, but if you want promises, you're going to transform. Now, how bad do you want them promises? Because I can't say what I want to say about stuff. I got to say what he said about stuff. I can't talk broke and expect to get rich. You see what I'm saying? I got to speak rich even when I'm broke and go, well, praise the Lord. God will make a way. You see it? Watch this. There's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with trust because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us. It's the only place it grows. And patience, in turn, forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. Now, you got to say that virtue is character. These are all character developers. See it? Patience. Got to have faith and patience working together. Faith and patience work together. They're birthed in tribulation, tests and trials. Well, I don't like it. What's the key? Here's the thing. Remember, guys, what I tell you? It's a, it's a gift. It's a fruit. It's a fruit. It's a fruit. 
Here, look, I'm going to leave you with this. Everybody say it's a fruit that grows. It's a fruit that grows. Don't forget it. Job was one of the most patient men to walk the face of the earth. He had more tribulation than anybody. Jesus was meek and patient and long-suffering. Same word. So here's what happens. Let me wrap it up. You ready? I got faith, right? You got faith. We're believing for something. Once faith starts moving, patience has to do its work. Now guess what happens to my faith? It gets tested. God doesn't bring the test, but faith creates its own test in tribulation. Did you get that? Faith creates its own test in tribulation because faith defies everything naturally you and I see. So when faith gets released, every activity anti-faith gets set in motion. Daniel prayed 21 days. Boom. Interference came to come against faith. Every time faith is released, interference is released to come against your faith through the form of tribulation. If you look at tribulation, you'll stop believing that faith's working. Do you see it? But I don't have to look at what I see. I look at what I believe because everything I see is temporal, subject to change. So let me show you what happens. You believe God, something's going to change. And you go, great, I got it. I believe, I receive when I pray. Now here's what happens. As I start walking, guess what starts happening? Here comes tribulation to try to tell me everything I believed I received isn't working. And now watch what happens. Heaven kind of pulls back the clouds to see, what are you doing? What did God say? Who quickened the dead and called those that things that be not as though they were, called those things that be not as though they were, called those things that be not as though they were. So now faint's looking to see, hey, are you passing the test? Because tribulation's coming. Now, wait a minute. This is critical. I told him in the morning. You ever watch those goofy movies? You know, they're going to blow up the world. There's a button, and if you press the button, there's a nuclear war. The whole world's going to blow up. Some of you know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Like, don't press the button. They're like, one word from the president. We're pressing the button. They got keys. You got the key. Five guys got keys. One more key. The president of the United States calls. We're turning the key, and the world's going to blow up. And they're all like, don't do it. Oh, my God. The heroes got to come in and save the day. That's what happens when you're in the test. Buzzers are going off. What are you going to say in the next minute? It's going to determine whether we've got to do this thing over again. Look, everyone in this room, look, here's why I preach this. You get discouraged. You're going to get mad. You're going to get sad. You're going to be up. You're going to be down. You're going to think God forgot about you. You're going to think, you're going to think that thing ain't going nowhere. You're going to think that prayer got hit off, bounced off the wall, went somewhere else, returned the sender. It ain't working. The marriage is too jacked up. The kid's too shot out. What can God do with this situation? My money's so jacked up. I got more debt than, oh my God, I got this, I got that, and I got faith released, and the earth is going to look and say, what are you going to do right now? And heaven's going to look down at you. What are you going to be doing? Complaining? See, because remember this, patience isn't developed just because you're waiting. Patience is developed in how you wait. Because I can wait all day long, and that don't mean I'm happy about it. And that doesn't mean I'm developing in it. It's not just waiting, it's the response in my waiting that determines whether patience is working. 
So how about this? Even though it don't look good, you can play. You can, you can roll, roll back. You roll back the cloud. You're going to see me down here going, hallelujah, Lord. I don't know what in the world's going on, but I'm going to give you praise anyway. Come on, look at it. Look at What would you do? What would you do? Come on, look, right? You got kids, right? Y'all want to reward your kids, right? Come on, right? You ever, you ever say you're going to do something for your kids? And they, they got that grumpy, jerky attitude? I ain't doing that. What happens to the reward? Ice cream's out the window. Tell it, right? You ever, you tell the truth, right? We're going to go for ice cream. They all act the crazy in the car. Man, I got the two smacking one another. I'm like, oh, my God. We ain't going nowhere. Forget about no Dairy Queen. I'm going to send you both to the penitentiary at this point in time. <laughs> Stop it. You been there? All your parents know what I'm saying, right? The, re, the reward is off the table, right? Because your attitude's all jacked up. How about this? You ever, they ever get a little ornery? And you're like, we ain't doing nothing. But then they change their attitude. They start playing nice. They start loving one another. They start being good. What do you want to do? Come on, let's reward them. Reward them why? Your attitude. You ever make your kid wait? You know, like, they're, they're young, man. They can't wait all. You got them waiting all day long. You want to bless them, man. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Your mama did it to you. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You're outside playing all nice. And I remember, like, in the summer, we'd be cranked up. Mom, are you going to do this, do this? Well, if you do what you got to do, you do this. And you, you try to obey just to get rewarded. Hello? What do you do as a parent? You see me acting a fool, you ain't going to do nothing for me. Well, I'm mad at you. What you mad at me for? It's taking too long. See it? God rolls back the cloud every once in a while and goes like this. What you doing? You ain't ready. Cloud goes right back over. Tell me that's what you want. You're still saying what you want to say about a situation. I can't do nothing in that matter. Cloud goes back. I'm just giving you a visual of what's going on. Would you pull that cloud back? Nah, they still, look, they're grumbling, complaining, mumbling, fighting, cussing, all this crazy. How about this? He pulls back the cloud, and you're like, hey, God, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I really don't care. I'm just going to praise you anyway today because I don't got no watch. <laughs> and the Bible said to put you in remembrance. So you got to start doing the word. And the Bible said put you in remembrance. So let me remind you what you said about my promise because I know you didn't forget. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.